three, four. The common counterpart. Welcome back to The Common Counterpart, episode 42. I'm Mark. And I am so happy. <laughs> well, that's to, rare. To be at number 42, because do you know what... For, oh, by the way, I'm Josh. Uh, do you know what 42 is? No. Aside from being Jackie Robinson's number, I don't mm. know if you... Did you know that? I did know that. Okay, I'm glad. Uh, according to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, the number 42 is the uh, answer to life, the universe, and everything. Are you ready for a confession? Yes. This is my confession. I've never seen that movie. Don't. Really? No. I thought it was a cult classic. No, the book's a cult classic. Oh. Have you ever laughed at a book? I don't think I've ever read a book that's funny. You've never come across a, a passage that was oh, funny? Um, yeah, probably a okay. passage. I laughed out loud reading this book, and I'm not a dry science Monty Python guy. Um, it honestly sounds like something that like Sheldon wrote it is big bang theory is it uh yeah it's definitely a okay. big bang in fact i don't even know if they they must have referenced that oh i'm sure they did uh, I, I mean i watched the show but there's mm -hmm. so many episodes but yeah i would if if you get the chance to uh download the book so download don't the book. watch the movie well i mean watch it afterwards watch it but it, yeah it, it's not going to compare it's fiction or non-fiction <laughs> it's a legitimate <laughs> question uh fiction okay yeah because a supercomputer is never going to tell you that the answer to the universe, life, and everything is the number 42. Why? I feel like they've done this before. Haven't they done this? with like? I think it's a different number. No, it's not. I mean, it, in real life, there is something that is... There is the theory of everything, but I don't think it's a number. I think okay. it's a... What do you, I think it's a calculus thing where if you change the X, it changes the Y. Oof. That's already beyond my scope. Yeah. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. Can, can you smell the uh, the summer in the air? Oh, so good. We are almost done with yeah. the school year. Are About you, to put a bow on it and call it a day. Are you counting weeks, days, or hours? I try. I only try to count um, Mondays. Interesting. Because I know that there's like a little bit of a cheat code because mm -hmm. we have Memorial Day off. Exactly. So it's one less than I really think it is. And then I, so I guess you would say I count in weeks. When you when you share your joy of summer and, and other vacations as a teacher to your friends who don't teach, how do they treat you? I'm a leper. <laughs> no. Uh, I think I've, I've kind of whittled my group down. I hang out with just a lot of teachers now. Okay. It's kind of just your tribe, you know? Yeah. I, Otherwise, you're not doing anything with them unless it's on a weekend. That's true. There's nothing better than a Thursday vacation. That's true. Thursday day tripper is the absolute best. Is it? Yeah, because it's not I, Friday. But so I'd go Wednesday. Well, Wednesday's fine, too. Yeah. I'm not upset about Wednesday. No. I would love a Disneyland Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday trip. That's the move. Mm -hmm. That's the move, and we're almost there. We are. AP tests are done? AP tests are done. My kids did well. They felt good. Well, hold on. Hold on. You think they did well. No, I think they felt well. You won't. There you go. Mm -hmm. You will not know until July. Yeah. That'll be either a really happy episode of this podcast or a really sad episode <laughs> of this podcast. Do uh, you want to put a little money on this? I absolutely do not. <laughs> I absolutely do not. What were, what were you teaching your kids? AP Euro. Uh, it's not even a real country. Mm, it is the center of the universe for it's so a, long. It's the center of the map. That's true. Yeah. Certain maps. Uh, speaking of center of the Eurocentric world, reading a book right now by Arthur Herman, How the Scots Invented the Modern World. Is he So he's Scott, I'm imagining. I don't think he is, but he's starting with uh, the Scottish 
Reformation in Calvinism. Okay. And then he's going to push it all the way forward? All the way forward with democracy and for the people, by the people. I feel like it's kind of a bold play. It is. I mean, what do you got? Yeah, Adam Smith. That's it, Adam Smith. But uh, then after that... David Hume. I mean... Uh, John Locke. Um, but I, I, I think this is going to be the book version of my big fat Greek wedding. I was going to say, I feel like this is uh, a real niche. I bet you this book sells really well in Scotland. <laughs> and then outside of that... It's been hitting my uh, my queue on Amazon for years, so I decided to take a hit. Well, that's great. You know. Well, we're not in Scotland today. No. We are on the other side of this beautiful globe of ours. Other side. Hmm. Okay. And you teach geography? I used to. Yeah. I yeah. tried to. No, here we are in the sunny valley of uh, the great state of California on episode 42, uh, and we are going to talk about another forgotten... In fact, it's so forgotten, I bet other people don't know anything about it, because I didn't know anything about it until you, you, you showed me pictures. So we are talking about bicycles. Not just bicycles. And we're talking... Yes, we are. This is a bicycle graveyard. Honestly, guys, you know, you, you know Mark, he is all delivery, and you just... You, I just don't feel because like he I gave have, it all. I, no, I have a second thought, and I need to hurry to get this one through to oh, get Oh, got the it. I'm oh, sorry. One. I'm getting in the way. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. So we're talking about bicycles in China, the bicycle graveyard. The only reason why this is even a topic has to do, and this is how we weave that sweet little thread of this program, because of Instagram. Explain. Because I saw very pretty pictures <laughs> of what I thought were flowers. Right. In China, and I thought, wow, these are, this is amazing. This is such a huge flower garden, and the colors coordinate, and everything is so pretty. And then when you actually look at it, they're bicycles. Yeah. So thank you, social media, and for uh, doing your job. And drones. And drones. Right. But we are talking, again, another form of public transportation. So we've covered, what's the name of that, um, that really old, famous movie? <laughs> uh, that has to do with transportation. I know I didn't finish Planes, my trains, thought. and automobiles? Yeah. It's not really old. I think it is. I was alive when it... No, when I think it... it's from the 60s. No, it's... Well, then it was a remake, because Steve Martin and uh, John Candy were hilarious in it. That's right. I have heard that. Hey, confession again, never seen that movie. Uh, I'm not surprised. But I heard it was good, and maybe I'm just thinking it's older because I'm old. Uh, young. Yeah, I'm young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so planes, trains, automobiles. Mm -hmm. We've covered trains. No, mm -hmm. we haven't. We've covered planes. Yeah, we covered planes. We covered ships. Ships, bicycles. Planes, ships, bicycles. <laughs> the, it's the it's the sequel. So one of the things when you when you brought this up, and by the way, if you have not bothered to look this thing up or heard about it, we'll we'll post it on yeah, social media. The, the bicycle graveyards are phenomenal because, like you said, it does look like a flowering garden. And then when you realize each little dot you're looking at is a bicycle, and I don't know the dimensions of a bicycle, but then you realize you're looking at 200,000 bicycles, and sometimes they're, or they're organized by, like, color. And yeah, they got, look great. Yeah, and then sometimes they're piled on top of each other, and it looks like this amazing bouquet. That, um, and then you zoom in, and it's a ton of bikes. I, I can't wrap my head around it. You know, you put 15 ships in a port, I get it. Uh, you put 2,000 airplanes in the desert, I get it. Um, this, this blew my mind. It is, it is crazy because I think, honestly, though, at, at the, the most micro level, I feel like it's relatable. Do you have a bicycle in your garage that does not work? 
Uh, or have you at any point in your life held onto a bicycle no. even though it doesn't work? No, but we've talked about this. If it doesn't get used, move, or bring me joy for six months, I get rid of it. I have a bicycle that doesn't work. Why? In my garage. Why? I don't know. What do, you, it, what do you do with it? It does not fit in the trash can. Donate it or... Where? Uh, Goodwill. I don't, think that's Sal- a, I don't think that's a thing. Salvation, yes. It doesn't work. Why doesn't it work? I don't know. Tires blown, you're brake a, handles busted. You're a smart guy. You can figure it out. I could. I don't want to. Give it to the kid down the street and see if he wants to... I think that's how somewhere. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, this is what I'm saying. Again, we talk about for function, and then when things don't function anymore, we don't ever think about that. Mm-hmm. I, I have had t- points in my life where I have had bicycles that don't work. Mm. Or don't work great, or they never get used. How about that? They never get used. Okay, so but you're I'll, a bike guy now. I am a bike guy. I've got four bicycles in the house, all four work. And one, you're an e-bike guy. I'm an e-bike guy, which I would highly recommend if you ever got back on a bike. Um, but the other three bicycles are for the women in my life, both daughters and the wife. And those don't get ridden so much. I was going to say, what's the mileage looking like on them bad boys? No, and I'll tell you what. My wife got one of – it wasn't the cool cruiser look. It was more of the uh, classic Schwinn. Yeah, the casual. And there's there's no gears on that thing. Yeah, it's tough to go uphill. So I'm on an (laughs) e-bike. My wife is just sweating. You're mobbing. No problem. Uh, That's – okay, so let's go there then. Yeah. Doesn't get used as much as it should for how much space it takes up. Well, I hang, yeah, I hang them on the walls. Well, yeah, that's the other thing, too. You have to do something special. Right. A, a normal garage does not does hold not. a bicycle in an effective way. And I will, uh, I was at a friend's house the other day, and they've, they made their own pulley system. Oh, I've seen those before. So you just pull the bike up, you bring down the strings. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Hook it up, and then, wee, 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 yeah. Wee, yeah. Uh, but again, he, he hasn't, there was so much dust on that bike. I was in his garage. Uh, he doesn't use them, much like the Chinese who are not using the 2.4 million bikes that are now in these graveyards. I think that I think that we got to kind of take a look at this from because I, I've I'm kind of looking at what we are currently experiencing in the United States, and I think this is an opportunity to be like, "Hey, dummies, look at this other mistake okay. that this other country did." Maybe we shouldn't do the same. Got it. So we are not owned by a Chinese company. No. And we cannot be deplatformed for having an honest conversation about Cor- some some poor management. Correct. So 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 drop it on me, Mark. So these bikes are a part of these are not like rando bikes coming Correct. from like someone's house that you went and got at the shop. These Bike are sharing. These are yes, very much uh, like the scooters that we use in America. Not we. Well, definitely not we. Yeah, I don't use a scooter. I don't either, but okay. you've seen them. I have. The birds, right? Yeah, limes or pickles or... Birds. Birds? Birds yeah. a scooter? Okay. Yeah. So ride, so ride sharing sounds great. Mm-hmm. At you, Mr. Triggered by Environmentalism, No. this is going to stop <laughs> climate change. Okay. I see what you're trying to do here. I'm, I'm, I'm stating not, I'm not, the facts. I'm not falling for your trap. You're not luring <laughs> me in. <laughs> It sounds like a good idea. It does. We share bicycles. We share scooters. We share cars. They mm-hmm. have the car one now. Uber? No. Wait. You, you just you yep. just get in the car? Yep. Interesting. Dicey, huh? Not in China. 
Definitely not. Yeah. You don't want a bunch of... Nah. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to say it. No. So we look at these bikes, and like you said, there are millions of them. Mm-hmm. And you, you want to be the first to market, and there's over a billion people in China. Mm-hmm. So there's so much market space. Right. Because cars don't work well. Are we saying size, cost yes. of fuel? Okay. All, all of the above. Mm-hmm. Um, not that China needs any more pollution, mm-hmm. uh, but they, the infrastructure in a lot of these places, very much like New York City, very much like some of these other right. spots, it's too dense. Cars, not efficient. So we got to find something else. So we go with bikes. So there's over 70 companies right. that are partaking in this. Think of the amount of car manufacturers there are. Well, have you considered that in China, I don't believe there's any trademark or uh, copyright. There's there's no protection of intellectual property. Well, could you copyright a bicycle? I think you can. I mean, how many how many bicycle companies are there in America? I can name like five. Right. How many car companies? I think that's a little bit different. I think what I'm like what I'm getting at is. We don't need, why, why do we need so many? Cars or car companies? Bicycle companies to do bike sharing. Well, it's not, it's not so much that we need them. I think these people saw an opportunity to make money, and I'm going to go you one further. I believe not only were they looking for financial investments, I think they were also looking for another way to collect data. Big Brother wants to know what you're doing, where you're going, and who you're with. Hold on. Hold your little conspiracy horse, my friend. How are you collecting data? Like a little camera on the end? You don't have to. You like GPSing? GPSing. Like what? But what does that do? It just shows you where they're going? Who cares? Because of the social currency in China. Oh Listen, you, of the two of us, one of us really wanted to do this, this podcast on the bicycle graveyards, and it does exist. Uh, but once you introduce uh, the, the raging dragon that is China, you have to acknowledge the social currency. And China wants to know who you're with, where you're going. They want to understand the patterns. America. That uh, sounds real American of you right now. What? What? What is it? The the the. It's, it's not the socialist republic, is it? Of what's the what's the proper government? People's Republic. People's Republic of China. Got it. Don't disrespect them. Now, as a republic, do the Chinese people get a chance to vote? In free elections? Well, they voted for 70 bike companies. <laughs> I don't think they voted. <laughs> they were told, here's 70 bike companies. Yeah. Now, there are a couple of big players. Okay. A couple of heavy hitters. And as you know, my my Chinese is elementary at best. I was doing some reading. I was hoping that we weren't going to try to name the names, but go ahead. Well, there's one that I call Mobike, okay. which I just think is Mobike, which okay. I'm like, think. Thank you. Like Mo Money, Mo Problems? Kind of. Yeah, Mo It is M-O, okay. M-O-B-I-K-E. Ofo. Ofo is my favorite. Ofo is great. Yeah. Straight and to the point. Uh, and then Blue Go-Go. Got it. Is the other one that I saw. What did you see? Uh, those, were, those were the three I saw, and then I saw a bunch of uh, Alibaba and Tennessee Scent mm. were the big uh, investment, investment companies. Well, our friend Blue Go- Blue Go Go Blue Go Go went bankrupt. Why is that? One of the biggest. Hmm. Uh, there are too many bikes, and there's not enough demand. So, is it possible that maybe the the, the communists don't understand ca- the capitalism, supply and demand? 
I think that this is a a great example of cart before the horse, mm-hmm. bike before the rider. Bike before the rider. And could there be a factor of lack of ownership? Yes, because they're, they're, a lot of the reports and the reason people hate these is they're just people are just leaving them. Right. Which, to my point, is it the most annoying thing when you just see random scooters parked everywhere? It, yes. You don't really get to big towns like that often, right? You're no, not like so an let's, L.A. guy. Let's compare this to random strollers. That more that's more your speed yeah you ever gone to the park that's or, where you hang yeah or, or, and there's all these strollers lined up yes drives me nuts okay well Car- if you, carry if, your kid if or you, make them walk if you go to la san francisco san diego there are just like these because you just you just put it down right it's not like you put it like in this really nice charging station mm. you you put it back in the parking stall it just it just goes down right so let me ask you real quickly the the somebody owns the bike how does the owner of the bike know where the bike is? Say it. You just you just realized it, didn't you? They drive around town until they <laughs> yeah. find it. Yeah. They they require the rider to please tell me the <laughs> corners nope. it was left GPS. on. GPS. Yeah, it's something like that. Okay. But people are just leaving them. And so they're in the shrubs. They're in the street. They're right. all over the place. I mean, hey, humanity, though, you know? People yeah. don't really care. They don't. They got to where they wanted. And these things are so cheap. It, now, in all of the research that I was trying to do, it's hard because China, right? Right. So close to the vest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the info that I saw was pennies for a 30-minute ride. Yeah, and sometimes they wouldn't even charge you. If you if you just ran to the store and back within so many minutes, it was free. Oh, interesting. I yeah. didn't – okay. See, so there there is that. So, again, why is there a lot of ownership if it only costs me pennies? Like I'm not going to treat it well. Right. There's so many of them. What do I care? I'm right. just going to leave this exactly where it is. So you're So again, if they're not making the money on the ride, they're making money on something else. Cuz I was seeing that some of these bikes are pretty clunky. They're heavy, 30, 40 pounds, which is really heavy for a bike. Yeah. Correct? They're not sexy. Is it heavy for a bike if it's full of surveillance equipment? <laughs> dun dun dun. Just kidding. Welcome welcome to my uh, gingerbread house. <laughs> Um, right. And so the idea is, um, I need a bike. I get the bike from a hub. I take it to the place I need to go. Um, I buy all of my groceries or I'm meeting some friends at a movie or whatever. And then we change our plans and I'm not responsible for bringing that bike back. Right. And the idea is, and this is where I disagree with certain philosophies and, and governments is, then the bike becomes somebody else's problem. I was trying to think if we could like come up and maybe we could coin this. Mm. Is there a term like urban waste? Mm. There's got to be something like that. Like these types of things that are only issues in, in crowded, dense towns. Okay. But like not, it's not, they're not trash. Right. Urban obstacles. I don't know what you <laughs> but, would call but, these. But it, it's, it's disposal. That's what kills me. The bicycle itself is disposable because you're not buying the service of the bike. You're buying a ride. And you're buying the convenience. The convenience. And so the bike itself is a is a tool. It's a discarded urban tool. Right. Ooh, I like that. Just, now, here's where I nerd out and get just real excited. <laughs> and no one else is excited besides me. Well, I can't wait to hear. There's a major problem 
in this whole system, and this exists in other places too, because I looked it up in other countries, mm -hmm. India being the closest in terms of density and population, and they're having similar issues too. If you don't have the infrastructure to support mm -hmm. your system of transportation, that transportation is not going to work, no matter Correct. how great it is for the environment. If you don't have bike lanes, if you don't have clean streets, if you don't have smooth experiences Pavement. for people, yes, and a lot of these countries don't have mm -hmm. it universally, and so it do, the idea is great, mm -hmm. but you you've missed the most important part of development, and we see this in countries around the world all the time, where the shiny new toy is great, mm -hmm. but you didn't read the instruction manual, and so when you're done putting it together, it looks nothing like it's supposed to, and then you wonder why it doesn't work. Right. Well, it remind, what were those things years ago? Everybody had hover hoverboards or oh yeah, um, I have some at my house. Still, yeah. Do they work? Yeah. Okay. Have you been on one for a very brief time? And my wife made me get off. Okay, I got off uh, involuntarily. Yeah, they're tough. Yeah, but back to this, the rumor was a bunch of Japanese guys got together, having some drinks, came up with this idea, and. They went back to their companies and started building these things, and nobody could figure out who came up with the idea. So they never patented the technology to this apparatus. And so then you've got chubby, pre-diabetic American kids all telling their parents they want these things for Christmas, and then they're zipping around on town. And these little things are trying to go up the little half-inch curb oh, yeah. driveways, hitting cracks and sticks and rocks. And real quickly, it was like they were there and then gone. They definitely were a fad, mm -hmm. for sure. Now, bringing that up, which is funny because I was looking at some of the stuff with the birds and everything. Mm -hmm. the, and I don't know how this, if this is self-reported or where the statistic comes from, but 10% of everyone that's riding those scooters mm -hmm. has fallen and crashed. Ouch. That's one in 10. Yeah. those. And, and I'm assuming you can't sue. I don't think so. It's you, probably, I'm sure it's what you sign on the user app. User error. Yeah, but dude, those, I, I mean, you haven't seen a lot, but those things will move. Like, I didn't know. There you, are some fantastic videos online see, of people is, just losing it. It's pretty much what I'm going to spend the rest of the evening doing. That's great. You're yeah. going to have a good time. Because uh, I do like watching people fall. The the scooters are great because there's no graceful way to fall on a scooter. No, and, it, and it, It's it, a face plant kind it, of it's, mentality. It, it's a big motor or electric motor razor. Yeah. And then that, because I've gone, I've come off the skateboards before. Yeah, the, the tail will kick out on you. You'll oh. catch something. It's good. Okay. Now, when we look at the waste, one of the things that I came across, which I thought was maybe a little bit more unique, but is not, is that other big cities that are using these shared programs are having similar issues. Washington, D.C., Mm -hmm. is having these issues. Uh, and then they <laughs> said the bottom of the Melbourne River. Is full is of, full of bikes and, but so th again, why? I know. So, well, again, you're responsible for the product. You're not responsible for the removal, right? And this is the problem with China is they're putting this on the taxpayer. Mm-hmm. Oh, taxpayers. I mean, loose term, right? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. The idea is they're not fronting this bill. It's once it's out, it's mm -hmm. like it's society's problem to fix. Right, and this is where I. I appreciate the, the the multiple lives of a product, right? Uh, the second hand, the kind second of feel. hand, third hand. Uh, I mean, is there anything more second or third hand than a bike? No. Oh, those go through 
generations absolutely um and baby carriages or baby uh well hey it's not 1850 so don't say baby carriage i know know? uh cribs i was just i was talking to my wife my cousin's crib was gifted to us we gifted it to my mother-in-law so she could use it for the younger nieces and nephews and then my aunt calls back up and says hey i'm gonna have a grandbaby kind of get my crib back so great it's like 30 years old hey works though but ownership what what if i could just leave it at the bottom of the melbourne river yeah and let somebody else pick it up well the good thing is that people they are realizing like it, it doesn't take long before someone gets on this issue and tries mm-hmm. to be you know fix it but not for the good of the world but for the good of their pockets right always so they are trying to refurbish them and then distribute them to other it's like smaller towns like mm-hmm. you're right there may not be a need in shanghai but there's probably a need in the city down the street mm-hmm. and if it's just going to sit in a graveyard for sure selling it for pennies on the dollar of course right we're going to make a little bit of money but like we talked about with automobiles we do the same thing mm-hmm. the the 70 the the 84 you know honda civic is in latvia right now by because the, we've sold it to them great pull by the way 84 Civic. I was going to say the 84 Civic or Lobby? <laughs> no. Well, both are pretty impressive, but yeah. Um, but it's nice to see, right? Yeah, absolutely. But again, let's go back. Once these bikes are in these graveyards, are they still owned by these companies if the company goes bankrupt? Does, does the communist government of China care to do anything with the bike? No. I mean, they own the land, but you know, China's not exactly hurting for real estate. Well, I mean, some people, you're, real estate certain, is it's expensive. In certain areas, right. they're hurting. But, I mean, something like 85% of the population lives on the God. the right half of the country. The right half. I mean, right half is not geographic. No, not even correct. remotely close. Right, my, right, eastern, my right or the, your right? The eastern <laughs> half of the country. 85% on the eastern half of the country. You're wasting the entire other half. Is that because they're still afraid of Genghis Khan? <laughs> no, you? it's because it's unlivable. Okay. And it's awful conditions and just nothingness. Hey, you know what's good for out there? What's that? A bike graveyard. <laughs> I couldn't find a specific location. No, and I would imagine, again, being China, they're pretty. Yeah, under wraps. Uh, the other concern I have with this bike graveyard is when you look at different economies, there's a, a demand focused economy and there's a supply demand, a supply economy. And China focuses on the production side. Uh, You work for the government, the government tells you to go build bikes, you mine the ore, you get the rubber for the tires or the the plastics or whatever, and your job is to work to produce a bike. The economy of China doesn't care so much about the demand. The investors are creating the demand. And so real quickly, okay guys, we're gonna give you a we're going to give you access to a $200 bike. You can pick it up and drop it off wherever you want. Wink, wink, asterisk. Uh, we're going to track you and collect your data. But then once the bike is of no intrinsic value, th- that economy doesn't care. Where here in America, I would never throw a bike away. I'm thinking to well, myself. Well, you wouldn't be allowed to. Like, I joke uh. and say, like, the bike won't fit in the trash can. Oh, I could make it fit. You know, I will get in trouble if I throw away a bicycle right. in a trash can. 
I don't know if you get in trouble. Dude, I think you do. Put it in your neighbor's trash can. You, <laughs> <laughs> I think you get fined. Can you? I think so. You, you, you might be right, but I do believe you could Google uh, secondhand bike shop, oh, secondhand sure. charity. Yeah. And so what this really is about, you're too selfish. Well, we know, that to be, we know that all to be true. But when it comes, so I know that I can donate my bike and get a write-off. Or I can give it to a charity or a church or the kid down the street, which we've done before. We even gave two bicycles to uh, a family that was doing some work at our house. And the kids just were over the moon. And the guy's like, what do I owe you? I said, no, we, we've enjoyed your company. We've, we appreciate your services. Have a good time. That sort of sense of charity and secondhand market, I don't know if it exists. And so now they're going to sit. And again, you joke about tracking software, but any form of software... There's even uh, accounts that some of these bikes had solar panels on them so that they could recharge the meters and the, and the, mm. the tracking systems or whatever. Uh, that stuff's not good when it gets in the environment. I was going to say, from the environmental perspective, you know, having all of these bikes sit, mm -hmm. I'm going to go out on the limb and say that we got a little bit of pollution in the air. We got yeah. a little bit of acid rain probably taking place. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of acid rain in China because of the high use of coal, so a lot of sulfur, sulfuric acid. So as that sits, that water goes, gets into the groundwater, right? Yeah. And yeah. Then, I mean, it's metals, it's rubber. It's paint. Yeah, it's so the, the, the paint. So any sort of lubricant or Which or on the grease. chains and all Correct. of that kind of stuff, right? Because once, once iron rusts, it's, it's, it's inert. Right, but the paint, the sealants, the rubber, the plastic, uh, and again, back to any sort of electronics, over a long period of time is going to get into the groundwater. And like you said, they're really heavy. Yeah. So this is not something that can just easily be moved really quick with a couple no. of guys and a truck on a weekend. No, you're you are probably looking at thousands of people to help relocate these things in the course of a day. And that's, and that's the part of it when it comes to, to bikes, the idea of, of reusing them or finding a new purpose for mm -hmm. them. Once a bike is sitting out in the rain for just a little, mm -hmm. oh, there's nothing worse. No. Y you know a rusty bike. You know the kid in the neighborhood who had the rusty bike. He just left it outside, <laughs> just kind of grinds it around. He kept putting the WD-40 Yeah, it. It doesn't get any quieter. <laughs> it's the loudest bike you've ever seen. Yeah, it's a big problem. And... It's, it's surprising that this kind of came up, but I thought it was, we seem to be moving more towards this idea of ride share. And one of the things I, I also think that had a, an impact on this too was COVID. Mm. And we've seen the Chinese COVID response. It's shut down completely. You're not, you're not not only going to work, yeah. you're not leaving your house. Yeah. So all of these bikes are just sitting. Which the bike was a better alternative than the crowded buses or ferries, or uh, uh, trams, and, and this And this is what I saw in India, because I thought, oh man, the, biking, the bike market in India has to be crazy. Mm -hmm. It's not. You know what it is, though, is the trains. You've seen those trains yeah. in those videos. They mm -hmm. are packed to the brim. They don't have the streets. They don't have Correct. the infrastructure in a lot of these areas, and you just can't move. Mm -hmm. I mean, you ever try to ride a bike through like a group of people? It's the most scary thing in the world. You're yeah. like, you're going like one mile an hour, and you're like trying not to fall off because you're right. having to go so slow. If you don't have open lanes to roll, mm -hmm. it's not fun. But do you have a bell? I don't know that a bring, bell. Bring. I don't know that a bell was gonna cut it out there. I got, I got a friend of mine that's that's a avid bike rider, and he's, he's a bell guy. 
And it's not the uh, it's not the ringing bell. It's the ding. Mm. The little. He's not the guy that yells on your right when he's yes, a mile and a half yes, away. Yeah, yeah, he is. Just to let you know. Um, which I appreciate. It's of great. course, I can't tell you how many times I've yelled on your left, and they move to their left. Sure. Like no, on your left. Oh, and then somebody pulls him out of the way. On your east <laughs> is what you should do. <laughs> nice bring back. I do want to uh, ask you a quick question. I'm here for it. Let's be honest. This is not about helping the Chinese with their environment and their air pollution. This is not about helping them have access to relatively cheap exercise or cheap transportation. This is a massive financial scheme for, and, and people are tricked into thinking these companies are doing you a favor. If it's not gonna work so good in China, can you think of any place else in the world where you might want to try this scheme one more time? Oh gosh. If you could get in on the ground floor of any country. With the infrastructure set up, or I got to set up the infrastructure too? Well, these folks probably don't care about the infrastructure right now. Jeez. Africa. They, these, these bike guys are looking into Africa. Can they mimic this with solar e-bikes? I mean, you've seen like videos on the African streets it's yeah. it's Mad Max. Yeah, it's dicey. You can ride whatever you can ride. Yeah, <laughs> and you can sit on the truck wherever you can sit on the hey, truck. Bro, I have seen pictures of guys walking through the streets of African countries with hyenas on chains, like big, massive hyenas. You do you, gangster. Now, if you can, if you can train hyenas to ride the bikes, to... <laughs> I, could, man, man. I I could totally see that. And again, like we're trying it even here. Yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of it. I like to own my stuff, take I, care of my stuff. And unless it's just a real far walk, I'm just not going to do it. I've never done it. I've never, I don't have the app. I've never ridden the bikes. I, but I don't yeah. live in a big city. Mm -hmm. I don't think they work well in the valley. We're too spread. I thought we, we tried We it. have them. Yeah. yeah, we have them. They're downtown. Okay, and I've, I thought we had something called Lime, but you're saying I think birds. so. No, but, okay. well, birds is a, but I do think Lime is another one. But now that you— I, Also, the bird and Lime. Bird Lime? Not our sponsors of the podcast, but you're welcome. <laughs> I, I forget about stuff like this. Sure. I got it. Uh, I'm, I am blown away uh, at this idea. However, I do appreciate the fact that the Chinese tapped into a relatively simple idea, and that is people like to ride bikes. Yeah, and I, I appreciate that they put them in color-coded lines so Me that they look pretty. Make your trash look pretty. Got it. So thank you, China. And also thank you to the... Uh, Past president who gave us wisdom of the week. There's been a lot of them, and I bet you they were all bike riders. I, well, this one definitely uh, for sure was. Uh, you might know him as JFK, who says, nothing compares to the simple pleasure of a bike ride. Now, is there anything more ironic than one of the richest families in American history telling me about simple pleasures? Uh, that, that, I think that is irony. I think so. Yeah. Did he know it? No. I might have known it. Maybe I, I I see videos of him throwing footballs with his with his siblings. Yeah, yeah. he was the all American boy. Cal it was it was Camelot, man. So yeah. Hey, uh, thank you for bringing this to our attention. Well, I am here for you, and I am here for all of you. Mm -hmm. And if you want to see cool pictures, I will make sure to put a post up. Uh, follow us on Instagram at the Common Counterpart, and that's all I got. Hey, nice talking with you guys. See you next time. See you.